audio action. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. <laughs> I don't know. Quite. Um, Isn't that a thing people say? So, okay, here's the thing. Hi, everyone. Last time we recorded, it had been like two months, but I still felt like I knew what I was doing. Since then, it's only been one month, but I fully don't feel like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I was realizing as we were, because we always sync up the recording, which I always cut out, so you never hear us going three, two, one, so that our audio syncs or whatever. Um, and as we were doing that, I was realizing, I don't know how to record a podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to count. That would be a little more concerning. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. And like, since the last time we recorded, I kind of realized that I like kind of assumed that no one was listening, and yeah, we since um, then we we've got some. They're like one or two people. <laughs> well, there are more people than I expected. Yeah, there. We looked at our so, analytics or whatever, which we haven't looked at since probably the very beginning of the podcast, which was two years yeah. ago, and we forgot that people listen. So hello, if you're listening. Yeah. But, like, now it's a whole new level of, like, I feel like I have to... I feel like there's pressure. But... Uh-oh. It's fully pressure that I've created for myself. That's not... Like, it's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> are, are you sure? Uh, yeah. How are you um, this fine Saturday morning? It is Saturday. Well, I'm actually quite well. It's quite relaxing it was very warm here um, it was well week. warm for you is different for for from warm the for snow us there was grass i saw grass for the first time our snow December. totally melted and it was like 60 degrees yesterday and it was it like was beautiful 50 degrees here oh wow i thought for you warm meant like 40. yeah no <laughs> i mean yes that but also it was like actually warm like i was wearing like a, a spring jacket like i wasn't wearing I don't know, like a like a ski jacket, like a yeah, yeah. It was, it was wild, and then it slowly got colder and colder. And today, it's like twenty seven, which again is yeah. not as cold as it's been sometimes in the winter, but it's colder than I would like. <laughs> yeah, it's the same here. I think it's back to like forty degrees, thirty or forty degrees now, which is sad. I it was so nice. We were talking about the smell of spring. Like, oh, yes, I kept on saying spring. that the daffodils are coming up week. in my yard. I'm so jealous nice. that. Wow. That's insane. It was so windy yesterday. It was windy here, too. And we're on on a river. It was kind of insane. Yikes. Because we live next to a river. And so like the wind was crazy and something tipped over. It was fine. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a wild time. Like so much is going on in our lives that we have gotten to the point of just talking about the weather. Um, <laughs> that was sarcasm, by the way. Currently, it's like the very much the in-between time, isn't it? Are you trying to get me it's to like, start talking about my wordlet so you can get out of this small talk weather? No, I, I'm just, ta- I'm kind of just like talking to myself, it feels like. But <laughs> I, I don't have anything <laughs> more to say about the weather. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> well, I was, I was trying to transition away from the weather, actually. Okay. Um, I thought I was doing a good job, but um, <laughs> we were, I was going to say, it's the in-between time, as in 
like oh. of everything like in between like right now it's like ooh like, oh you mean vaccines in general. are soon okay. but it's not I vaccine. thought you were talking about in the context it's like of the also, podcast it's like in between the intro and the and the oh it's also that I also meant in terms of the weather like it's in between yeah. winter and spring it's also in between like stages of life like right now this is like oh, right before we hear back from universities so like you know there's some mild stress yeah um <laughs> not panicking at all it's, it's fine it's fine yeah it's just like a weird time happy mid-march uh, what everyone? your first word what yeah that's that's what it is isn't it it's just happy happy mid-march what is your first wordlet? My first wordlet. So get ready to come on a journey with me. <laughs> um, so I guess this is kind of, there's an anecdote within both of my wordlets as well. Um, our friend Ashi, who I think it was like episode eight that she was on the podcast. But every time we talk about Ashi, we were like, oh, Ashi was on the podcast. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was a while ago. It was ago. a really long time ago. But it was a great episode one of the only early Mm -hmm. episodes that's tolerable because Ashi's on it. Um, Yeah. But she's wonderful, a good friend of both of ours. And a few weeks ago, um, she texted me and was like, hey, Sophia, I heard of this Korean drama called Crash Landing on You that my friend recommended to me. Do you want to watch it together? And I was skeptical because it's a very long show. It's like 16 episodes and they're each an hour and a half long. It's it's crazy. And I was like, I, I don't know, but it's always fun to spend time with Ashi. So of course I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's figure it out. And I got so attached. (laughs) I love this. Poor Bronwyn has had to listen to me ramble on about this show for It sounds like a good show though, based on your... It's so cheesy. It's not a cinematic masterpiece. It's not like this incredible show. But, oh my goodness, it's just, imagine every romantic trope ever, like, they have to All pretend the to be, just every single cliche thrown into one show. And there's like and, a and what's the name of it again? Crash Landing on You. Yep, that's what it's called. And according yep. to Wikipedia, the literal translation of the Korean um, is Love's Emergency Landing. <laughs> Which I think is... Oh my god. (laughs) Just so good. So cheesy. It's ridiculous. It feels like the Valentine's Day section of, like, the cards aisle in, like, a CVS. Yep, that's exactly it. That's exactly the vibe. Um, And that's the first episode. I watched it, and I was like, this is really, really corny. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through 16 episodes of this. And then... By the end of episode two, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I love these characters. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, I care a lot about these characters. And now, I love it. And I'm so excited. I think we get to watch some more tomorrow. So I'm very, very Mm. excited. It's going to be a good time. Anyways, the point of all this was, being the nerd that I am, um, a week or two ago, I went into a deep dive on Wikipedia about the Korean language, because... It's a very cool language. <laughs> very, very, very cool. So, my first wordlet um, is, it's two words, but a language isolate. So, a language isolate is a language that is unrelated to any others, and in the absolute sense, it is a natural language with no demonstrable genealogical or genetic relationship. 
so a language that has not been demonstrated to descend from an ancestor common with any other language. Language isolates are in effect language families consisting of a single language, which is very good. <laughs> like, I'm, so like, I mean, does it mean like it doesn't have, so like, I don't know, like, like romantic languages exactly. come from like Latin. Yeah. So like, so like French English is not a language because English derived right. from several German. different languages. Yeah. Germanic. Okay. So if it just is like the OG. So like, <laughs> there's only been one language and it didn't come from any other language. Is there like old, like, is it the same as like, cause like for English, there's like old English and like middle English. Like in addition to like getting, deriving from other language, language, English itself has evolved? Yeah. So has Korean evolved? Well. But, or is it? <laughs> I should know this because I did um, surf the Wikipedia page for this. But there's, so, no, there's not. I don't think there's like an old Korean. Um, but there was, for when they were first developing a written language, they took it from uh, the Chinese script um like chinese characters and it was called hanja but it was only really used by the upper class and like most people were illiterate and couldn't use hanja and then later it eventually turned into hangul and that's what it is now which is like um i'm probably pronouncing it terribly so many apologies but like composed of uh symbols and syllables and it's completely different i I find i don't know much about it from like what you've told me and stuff it's like a like it doesn't have it's kind of like it doesn't have like letters like one symbol for each letter but it also doesn't have like um characters for like each word yeah. right like it's it's a syllabic language it's based on mm. syllables so each word is composed of syllables and there are which is cool and it has an alphabet like there are vowels and consonants um and it's very cool it's a very different i will have phases i've done this before many times before where i'll find a language and i'll be like i'm gonna learn that and then I, it was italian in 10th it grade. was italian in 10th that. Grade. that went on for a while and that was also thanks to ashi that went on for a very yeah. long time um ashi's name in my phone is still miyamika which is the word for friend <laughs> in italian <laughs> and i'm not changing that ever that's so good um but yeah, I mm-hmm. it was Italian in tenth grade. Now it's Korean. I'm I highly doubt I will uh, be fluent in Korean at any point. But it's very. But you fun have like a base in it now. Right now, and like you can like, you you know all the fun facts. I know I know fun facts. I know random history facts. Um, That's cool. But yeah, so point of all that was Korean is a language isolate. Like it did not derive from any other language. Um, it's all by itself, which I thought was very cool. Very cool. What is your wordlet? My wordlet is something I don't know how to pronounce. I can't I think help it's you pronounced paraprosdokian. Wow. Which is a figure of speech in which the latter part of a sentence, phrase, or larger discourse is surprising or unexpected in a way that causes the reader or listener to reframe or reinterpret the first part. So basically, it's like the punchline of a joke. Essentially, like you think it's going one way and then. They say something at the end, and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, And there are lots of funny examples if you look it up. Um, I just have two examples that made me laugh. Uh, One of them is, I haven't slept for 10 days, because that would be too long. (laughs) And that's why Mitch Hedberg, who is a comedian. And then 
Um, Stephen King has one, which is, I have the heart of a young boy in a jar on my desk. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> but it's definitely my sense of humor. I, I don't remember where I heard this. I feel like it might have been on TikTok. Maybe I'm giving them undue credit, but it's cool. They're still a cool person. At Evan DM on um, E-V-A-N-D-I-E-M on uh, TikTok. And he has exactly my brand of humor. And he talks a bit about like some of the technical side of comedy, I guess, which is interesting. Um, and I don't know if he talked about this specifically, but like different ways that you kind of can build jokes I guess but it's I find it just really interesting so like there are different things like this where you kind of get so, like a completely something out of right field like you're just like expecting one thing and you get something completely different and that always makes me laugh Did you say but like out another of thing field out of left field okay you know I'm not, I'm not very good at baseball it's okay um, I, it took me English. way too long to catch that um but the other one he talked about was like when you are a lot of the time like in comedy the premise like the way you set up a joke is like by telling a story and if you kind of end a story in the middle of a sentence i didn't understand that video okay so this video and and they were like oh my god this is hilarious like this is so this is exactly my sense of humor and it was just a guy trailing off in the middle of a sentence and i was like this is annoying i definitely see it in like comedy (laughs) i definitely see it in like comedy routines where it's like i think one of his examples was like i had a sandwich with uh peanut butter See, I don't know. Like, and then you just like don't finish the sentence. Well, but the reason it's funny is because that maybe isn't the most funny example, but when everyone's expecting more and then you just like end it, then like you get the kind of like first like one or two people start to laugh and then like everyone starts to laugh and okay. I can like hear it. And it's just like, I don't know, it's one of those I really like kind of being able to identify what like techniques people use for comedy. I don't really I don't know what purpose that has, but I just always find that very interesting to to know about. So yeah, what's your last wordlet? My last wordlet also comes from the Wikipedia page on the Korean language. Um, and I oh, did not look up how to pronounce this. My bad. I think it's tono, tonogenesis? Tonogenesis, maybe? Tonogenesis, Genesis, maybe. Probably genesis. Um, and that is the process by which language develops tones. And tones are my nemesis <laughs> i swear um so tone the technical definition of tone is the use of pitch in language to distinguish lexical or grammatical meaning that is to distinguish or inflect words all verbal languages use pitch to express emotional and other paralinguistic information and to convey emphasis contrast and other such features in what is called intonation so that's like raising your voice at the end of a question stuff like that but then there are certain languages like not all languages use tones to distinguish words like individual words and their inflections um and languages that do have this feature are called tonal languages and mandarin is an example of a tonal language which is why mandarin is so incredibly hard to learn because each there are four tones in mandarin which i haven't spoken mandarin in a year so so i'm i don't think i'm correct but the first first tone is ma like flat and then second tone is like asking a question, ma. And then third tone is down and then up again, so 
ma, <laughs> and then fourth tone is force. Well, my grandmother, the way that she pronounces fourth sounds like force, so I always think of it as like the angry one. <laughs> so force tone is ma, like it's just very forceful. It, and that's the up tick down kind of? tick down up is question down up is question, question. down. Okay, I think I might have gotten um, the number of those mixed up, but that's um I, you but know that's, that's why like. Chinese is so hard to learn. And there's a word, yeah. I think it's my, I I don't know what the tones are, but one version, one tone of my is to buy, and then a, a different tone is to sell. So, like, going up is to buy and going down is to sell. That's the thing. And apparently like, you why... just use context clues yeah. to figure that one out. Well, but... <laughs> but the thing is, is, like, in different, you know, my biggest, like, thing with learning languages is... I get stressed out like speaking because yeah. I'm like I, I'm aware I don't have a perfect accent <laughs> and so I don't want to mispronounce something yeah. and like that's the hardest thing for me so the addition of tones would make that so much worse yeah because like the fear of accidentally like insulting someone or like saying a bad word is so much more like intense like there's so much more opportunity to mess up yep. that I just would be rendered completely incapable of talking yeah yeah it's i remember trying to read like passages in mandarin and just it's it's so too much there are so many ups and downs i can't keep track it's a crazy language but um so tonogenesis is the process by which a language develops tones and i think there was a section on the wikipedia page that like some linguists have a theory that um certain dialects of korean like in certain areas are starting to undergo tonogenesis like Ooh, getting undergoing tonogenesis. That's like, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's just language. Yeah, evolving. but like, I don't know. It just feels like that terminal. It's like, if you went up to someone and said, oh, Korean is undergoing tonogenesis, they would be like, are they okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the language isn't so a person. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be like, Bronwyn's undergoing would... tonogenesis. So. <laughs> All of a sudden, she, I don't know. No, it's so threatening. <laughs> what would that mean? I don't know. It's just it's so. St- I would be concerned. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Without context, it sounds terrifying. <laughs> I guess that's true. Oh boy! So, do you want to explain what we're doing this week? I don't even. We didn't really discuss what we're doing this week before. We were just like, oh, we're recording an episode tomorrow. Oh, okay, cool. And then that's what happened. But last time we recorded an episode, we had wordlets and words and quotes, and then we ended up talking about poetry for, like, 50 minutes, and then we were like, oops, we ran out of time for anecdotes. Um, So we had anecdotes from last time that we didn't talk about. Um, So anecdotes, I guess? Do you want to start with your first anecdote? So we're talking about, like, more specifically just things we like specific things we like like those are that's the category of our anecdotes so like we each have two topics yeah we just each have two things that we like and we're just gonna like talk very random and very specific very random um and i didn't remember what they were until maybe five minutes ago same here so (laughs) i and i don't remember my notes i haven't read them over but i think this will go smoothly so my (laughs) first thing that i want to talk about (laughs) is the, the feeling i guess the experience of finishing a program when you're programming. Because um, a lot of the time, 
in my experience. When I, you start out with a program, you're like, okay, these are my, my objectives. This is what I need to do. Sometimes it takes a little bit of work to like be creative and like figure out how to solve the problem or write the correct code. But regardless, like usually I just kind of go in head first and just like type, 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 type. And then at the very end, like check my work. And when you, you press run and it'll compile, and then it'll try to run the code, and if something's not right, it'll give you an error. And sometimes the error is just like, oops, I forgot to like add a semicolon, it'll just tell you something, or you misspell a word or something. Um, and it'll tell you where it is, that's easy to fix. And then you do that, and then it doesn't work, because <laughs> it very rarely like actually works the first time. And a lot of the time for me, that's when it's a little bit more difficult, and it takes a bit more time to find that issue, because there's nothing that's, like, your code can run, it's just not doing the right thing. So you, you know, you don't know where the mistake is because there's nothing, like, it, it's working but not for the purposes that you need it to work. So it'll, like, produce the wrong numbers or it'll, like, compute the wrong thing. Um, and yeah, so sometimes that'll take a little bit of time. I sometimes have to leave and come back to it later. But when you do find that one thing that made it like not work, it's so it's so great. Um, and sometimes it's as easy as returning and you're like, oops, I forgot to add one line here and that'll fix everything. Sometimes you go to fix it and you like so many times I've fixed the issue. The program works. It's great. And I could not explain to you what I changed or why that made it work <laughs> like that's so interesting it's, it's kind of funny because it's like you know kind of abstractly why that worked but it's just like you've gone through enough trial and error that you're like honestly I don't, I don't know I don't know what I did but it's working now so <laughs> that sounds fine. so exhausting but it's so satisfying except sometimes that doesn't work oh no and it's just not happening and there's this term called in this, there's this term in programming world called what, like rubber ducking something and it's when it comes from this programmer who literally they would they had those you know those little rubber ducks they just had one of those on their desk so every time their program wasn't working they would explain their program to the rubber duck and when you talk through it mm. it's so much easier to find your program or find your issue so either explaining it to someone, explaining it to a rubber duck, like please, explaining your program can we fix please it get so much. a version of a rubber duck for you? Yes. When we like have an apartment together Absolutely. or whatever and so I can just hear you talk to What but what would your rubber duck be? Cuz it this is very important. I would have to be good. It would have to be pretty yeah. It can just be a boring one. No. You know? It'd have to be special. Like a Do you big remember in like elementary school they used to have like the different rubber ducks? Like the Spanish kids would have Okay. So the Spanish kids, everyone taking Spanish, would all be going over in the span, and then there would be like one class of French. And the Spanish kids, the teacher would always roll up with their cart full of like rewards, and they had like plastic little donkeys. The donkeys they were had the like best. rubber ducks. They had like erasers and all this stuff, and the French kids got nothing. But it was fine. That's why Spanish. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and but like they had so many different rubber ducks, didn't they? I, or am I, making I only really remember the donkeys because I True. remember like people got donkeys all the time and I got, do I still have a donkey? <laughs> I might still have a donkey in my room because I don't get rid of things even though I really should. 
I still have like random plastic toys <laughs> just like sitting on shelves in my room. Um, but I, yeah, I think there were, I think there were, um, rubber ducks with like sombreros, like little hats. Yeah. Um, and the, the donkeys were, were not iconic. They were like striped sure. rainbow donkeys. It they're, was, and they were tiny. <laughs> we would play with them. It's a great time. Elementary school was yeah. wild. It was. But yeah, Anyways, so sometimes good, you have to rubber duck something. Need a good you rubber gotta, duck. You gotta just explain it to to an animate object. And the, again, doing that, you'll get three lines in and you're like, oh wait, like why did I write that? That makes no sense. Or you can explain it to me, because honestly, I'll probably comprehend about as much as a rubber duck would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I don't know if you want to commit to that yet, but um, I would love to explain why my program is being annoying to you. Anytime. Um, but sometimes like the worst case scenario nothing's working and talking it about it you just get confused because you don't know what line you're on sometimes you have to go through line by line what i do at least is like go through line by line and you can add like comments so they are just like text and it won't like affect the code um and basically write a comment after each line explaining what each line does until I find the line that causes an issue because you're like, wait, I have no explanation for what this line does. It is totally irrelevant. It's causing all these issues. But it's it sounds tedious and sometimes it can be a little bit, but it's so gratifying when you're like, oh, I found it. And like, I don't know. It's it's actually not that tedious and it's, it's so satisfying and it's fun. That's so very yeah. good. And you finish a code and then for me, I always just want to like show someone what it does because <laughs> I mean, at this point I'm not like making apps because I don't know how to program apps, but um, I can like, I program in a different language that does not work for programming apps really, but um, it'll be, I can still do like graphics and stuff. I'm like starting to do some graphics with it and like make little like widgets <laughs> little like that's things so like cool. that i made like a tic-tac-toe game that i was really, really? proud of that's amazing do you remember that you broke it no i thought i, I broke it. no i broke the rock paper scissors one i remember that one yeah because i oh sorry that's what i meant rock paper yeah. scissors not tic-tac-toe i um, definitely broke that one that was in free last year yeah and you were so excited to show me this code and it was really all cool you had, and all i you immediately had to, broke it. all you had to do was type r p or s rock paper scissors <laughs> What, what did so, I do? <laughs> did, I don't know, but you didn't type that. <laughs> I think I typed yes. Oh, no, because you know what it was? It was like, do you want to play the game? And I typed yes. And then it, I, I didn't understand that I was y supposed to type. Instead of an N. Uh, <laughs> I think I just wrote out yes. But I've gotten better so that I can account for stuff like that. <laughs> but it's that also really me. cool how when you finish a code, like, it'll be, like, like a, honestly, it doesn't have to be very complicated to be, like, 100 lines long. Wow. Like, that's not that's scary. too much, to be honest. Um, but that will, like, compress into, like, two buttons. Like, just, like, press. Like, and that's called, so the... The part where you would see is called the user interface. That's where you like type things in and you interact with the product Fancy. of the code. Um, and it's just so gratifying when it works and you can like interact with it. You can like type, it'll ask you questions. You can type things in, you know, stuff like that. That's so good. So yeah, 
That's mine. My first one. Um, What's your first one? Um, my first one is also very random, and I forgot about it until today. Um, so it is trying to explain English grammar concepts to children, <laughs> which is a f- wonderful time. Um, I have two separate experiences trying to do this. One of them is I am tutoring a young girl in who lives in Colombia, and Spanish is her first language trying to teach and so I'm trying to teach her English as a second language which is amazing I love doing that I love working with her um and we've been doing that for well over a year now which is amazing and the other experience I have is at uh Kumon which is where I work it's a tutoring center um and I do still have to explain quite a few English grammar concepts to kids who are fluent in English but don't know what grammar is or like how to write things like that so there are just a few specific anecdotes that i have of trying to teach english um because it it makes no sense it's a it's a terrible language there are so many nonsensical grammatical rules and i always feel bad being like yeah actually that's a silent letter i'm so sorry you just have to remember that (laughs) um and i wrote down I guess when I was writing this anecdote yesterday, it wasn't yesterday, but a kid at Kumon could not wrap her head around why there's a GH at the end of high, or like a GH in light or bright, those kind of words. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're silent. It's a weird language. Because I think... Deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Life isn't fair. (laughs) (laughs) I had to learn this when I was your age, so now you have to as well. But yeah, I think they tried to spell it like H-I-Y-E. Makes a lot more sense. Don't know why it isn't that. I mean, but the Y and E are also silent in that case. Well, but then it's distinguished from... This child is wrong. Okay, goodness. <laughs> then it's distinguished from hi as in, like, hello. Oh, hi. okay. I'm, I'm, I don't actually have a problem with this child. Just so we, I'm glad. I don't even remember is. who this child was. So that's... it. I work with a lot of children at Kumon. Um, and the work... Sh- so the way that Kumon works is each kid sits down and goes through a worksheet and there's reading and math and i like helping kids with the reading because english is better than math um (laughs) um, but they have worksheets and for the reading worksheets they'll usually have like a story and the story will be half the page and they'll read the story and then they'll answer questions about the story and the questions will help teach you grammar concepts you know I would hate that as a kid. Yeah. In fact, I think I remember doing that, and I hated that. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> some kids get... Sorry, get I'm bored. sure it's valuable. No, oh, it's... it Sounds like torture. It's important, and it works. It's good for the students, but they... A lot of them don't have a ton of fun doing it. So you can try to make it more fun by being like, this is a weird story, right? Um, but the worksheets can also be evil sometimes, because they, they're trying... They're uh, try to be... Oh my goodness. Try to include more diversity, which is wonderful. Um, but sometimes they include names from like different languages or different cultures that are pronounced differently, um, which is wonderful. Love the diversity. But it's so evil when you're teaching a child that like J's are pronounced a certain way and then you give them the name Juan and you're sitting and the kid's reading for fluency and they go Juan and you have to be like, actually. <laughs> Actually, that's that's a name. 
in in Spanish, J's are pronounced like H's, so that's Juan. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so there are moments like that. Oh boy. But yeah, that's mm. it's quite funny. That's though. a vibe. And then they get into like noun and adjective clauses, and I'm not even fully clear on what those are. So dang, that's great. It's a it's a good time. But that's so that's the Kumon tutoring, and then for um, English as a second language tutoring with um, my friend from Colombia um, is also a wild time. Uh, we've started reading books, so insane. We, which is so much fun. I love it so much um, because it helps her a lot with fluency and being able to like read through and pronounce words and figure out what's going on in the story. Um, and I'm also really, really proud of her because I've started noticing that she is, um, like, using inflections. Like, you know when you read a story to a kid and you change your voice mm. for different characters and, you, like, when there's an exclamation point, you read the sentence with an exclamation point. Yeah. And she started to do that. Like, she started to understand the sentence as she's reading it, which is so cool. I'm so proud of her. Um, and so we've been reading books, and the book that we finished a little while ago was Fantastic Mr. Fox which was fun. Um, and I chose Roald Dahl books because those have illustrations, so it's a little bit easier to understand mm. what's what's happening. Um, but Roald Dahl also has some funky language that he uses, which I kind of forgot about, so I'd have to explain, like, so dang and blast is not a phrase that you're ever going to hear in modern English. It's just a fun phrase that, you know, Roald Dahl liked to use when his yeah. evil... <laughs> these words mean nothing <laughs> yeah they, they, it's it's just an exclamation i don't know what to tell you um so that's always fun and there's also like now we're reading charlie and the chocolate factory and there's like names of sweets like fudge mallow delight i'm like i you're never gonna see that word yeah. but it just means chocolate it's just a chocolate bar <laughs> um so that's, that's also funny. a good time yeah you have like a lot of power teaching english as a second language like you could read like books from the 1800s and be like oh yes that would be awful anyway but that was the end of um, my uh, story very good. i do enjoy teaching english it's a fun time you're very good at it well i don't yeah. know about that yeah it's true what's your <laughs> other anecdote your second anecdote okay so this second one is about songs that like give you chills so, there's actually a word for this, and if you remember from a month ago, <laughs> um, it was actually my word, um, and it's frissin, and it's when you get, like, chills listening to a song. Um, so yeah, I have, like, a whole bunch of notes. I actually have a couple of songs that I was thinking I could insert a clip of, um, which I forgot about uh, until just now, but I'll do that when I edit um but yeah so the part of the song that like gets you get chills from i generally find it's like after it's like a resolution or it's like a build-up or like a change or something um it's usually a very dramatic moment and sometimes like there's maybe like a really good harmony that comes in looking at you sea shanties that's <laughs> very common <laughs> i right? do like, love they'll all start like on the chorus there'll be like five more voices and they'll harmonize you're like oh my god this is insane um and i mean 
I don't listen to like a lot of dance music or anything, so I, there aren't like a lot of beat drops. But sometimes in like other songs, uh, there there are also like beat drops and like non dance music. Um, so it's like that kind of idea, um, and it's just a very cool like feeling. Cause like all of a sudden, like this the the part of the song will hit, and you're just like, I just get goosebumps. It's so good, um, and like. Yeah, usually the build-up has some sort of, like, a synth or something, like, creating tension or, like, rising volume of drums, or sometimes there's, like, an orchestra that comes in, and I really enjoy, like, listening to the particular part of a song that's like that, and picking out, like, what makes it just so dramatic. Um, some, there's usually a really cool use of, like, rhythm and, like, melody to make a certain part of a song really intense. And I just, I just love it. I take the bus in the morning and I'll just have like 20 minutes of listening to music and uh, this is what I do on my bus rides. I, just, I do miss Sometimes that. I'll I listen to the same to... song like four times just to listen like one part. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss bus rides. I, because I used to do the same thing. It would take me about 15 minutes to get to and from school on the bus um, and just being able to sit there and listen to not necessarily songs that gave me chills but songs that i just liked and do nothing else but listen to yeah, the song and look out the window sure. good times um there was a movie that is there is a movie called the half of it oh and yeah. something they talk about is like the best part of a movie like that's a thing that they bring up a lot or the best part of a song and the dad um of one of the people loves watching movies and every time He'll be like, shh, like, best part, it's the best part. And he doesn't speak um, much English in the movie, but he, like, that's yeah. some of the only English he knows. It's like, oh, best part. It's so Yeah, sweet. and it's very good. The other part, like, but in that movie, they also talk about, like, in a song, like, the best part, where, like, every song has a part where you're just like, okay, that's the best part of a song. Mm-hmm. And those are the parts that usually give me chills. And it's usually, I find, like, two-thirds of the way in. It's, like, during, right before, like, the last chorus yeah. or something like that or like during the bridge um where it'll change a little bit or there'll be some sort of thing that makes it stand out and yeah and it's really cool because it is like an actual like physical chills like it's not just like oh i really like that like some most songs i'm like oh that's the best part like oh my god i like that but only some songs are like whoa Mm -hmm. uh so yeah so i have some examples so i'll uh, include some clips um, the first one is Fine Line. Uh, we talked about it in the music episode, but I'll put the particular part that I'm like, ooh, chills. Uh, so here that is. What did you think, Sophia? Wow, that was beautiful. <laughs> this is your favorite goof. At the end of every, like, when we have a, a thing to put in, we obviously don't listen to it. We just paused for a second. Um, but 
it always makes you laugh when mm-hmm. one of us is like, oh my god, that was beautiful. I do love the song Fine Line, so. Yeah. It's a good clip. So, could have said it genuinely, but it's fine. I kept your sarcasm. <laughs> Um, this song Infinity, this is maybe like the best example of it. I've known the song for a long time. Is that the one by Wonder Good Friends? Yes, it is. is it, I don't know um, what you're talking about. I'll have to listen to it after. It's, it's, yeah, it's, well, I think I actually you'll do know, know after what, I play it right now. Okay. like the part where it's like it's like because it goes like quiet and then you like hear it build up like the tension builds and then it's like like drums it's like it's so good uh so yeah it's a really good song um and the last one this is a song from tiktok it's by uh you can look them up on tiktok astrid.bird i'm pretty sure they're the one who created this remix and it's a remix of the song Cup of Coffee by Scorpio. Um, I would definitely re- recommend wearing headphones. It's like so cool. Uh, so here it is. very cool good vibes good vibes vibes so yeah those are just uh, some songs that i i uh really like because of just the cool moments i love it very cool and what's your last one my last one i really don't remember at all um but i wrote because i wrote it a month ago so a little over a month ago well i guess two months ago um both of my dogs, we have two golden retrievers, uh, got sick in for two unrelated reasons. Um, and it's just been very sweet how much the two of them actually care about each other. Mm. Because we didn't really, they, they kind of ignore each other most of the time. Um, and if they don't ignore each other, they're annoyed at each other. Because one of them Aww. is getting all the attention and the other one gets jealous. Um... But, so we didn't really realize how much they, like, actually enjoy being around each other until both of them had to be at the vet for extended periods of time. Um, so Darwin, who's our older one, had some sort of issue, like, on his throat. It was a weird thing, um, but, like, an external injury. And it was really cute because Finch, who's the younger one, would, like, follow him around and, like, stick right next to him all the time. And he, at one point, he, like... I have a picture of Darwin was lying at my feet and Finch came and like put his nose right against Darwin's nose and they were just chilling there. It was very, very cute. Um, Just like making sure he was good. He gave him kisses at one point, which he never does. It was really, really adorable. very sweet. Um, And that was really sweet. And then Finch, 
ate a Christmas toy many, oh. many months ago. So I guess he swallowed part of a Christmas toy back in December. Um, and Like Christmas, like ornament or like a No, dog a dog toy that we gave him for Christmas. Oh, but okay. it was like one of those, you know, those big dog toys that have like knots on them? Oh, yeah. I think he just ate one of the knots and then um, it wasn't an issue until mid-February uh, when he got a blockage from that knot and it was very oh, no. scary because we didn't know what was wrong with him for a while we didn't know if it was a blockage um and he was gone for quite a few days he he had to be at the emergency vet it was a whole mess um oh, boy. and that one was even sweeter because we always kind of thought that darwin is just constantly annoyed by finch because darwin's <laughs> old he's not He's not that old, but he's he's acted like an old man since he was two years old. He's lazy. Yeah. He doesn't get up. He just, like, if... Because when I come downstairs in the morning, Finch comes and greets me with a toy, comes over and wags his tail and gives me a toy. Very cute. Darwin will just sit wherever he is and lay in the sun. And just <laughs> not. He doesn't even lift his head. He just looks at me. I'm like, wow. Thanks for the good morning, buddy. Um, so he's just very lazy and also very, it seems like he's always annoyed by Finch because Finch has a little bit more energy. He's the one who wants to play and Darwin's lazy. Doesn't want anything to do with Finch most of the time. But when Finch was sick, Darwin was very anxious. He was really Aww. cute. Not, I mean, I guess not cute, but just very sweet that, um, he, he cares so much. Yeah, he was, he was very upset when Finch was gone and he was like, we could tell something was wrong. He he was like, I don't know. He just couldn't chill. And then he was so happy when Finch came home. He was so, so Aww. excited. Um, like, wagging his tail. He was back to his normal self again. It's like, making sure Finch was good. So it was just very sweet. It's totally random, so sweet. random story. But it was nice to be like, oh, you guys do care about each other. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you act annoyed because you're dogs. That's very wholesome, though. Yeah, it was really nice. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> that sounds like such a kindergarten teacher response. You're welcome. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Show and tell. Who'd like to share next? Wow. That was, I really, that was good. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed this. It was very chill. Yeah. Next one. Um, yeah, it was a little bit of a shorter one today, but I don't think it was... I enjoyed it, at least. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I had a good time. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Our endings have gotten rockier and rockier as I know. We've, we've spaced out our recordings more and more. But yeah. Um, let's see if we can do this. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, topic suggestions, well, I don't know if we need top. We, we're just going to kind of be talking about random stuff. But if there's a random thing that you want us to talk about... Mm -hmm. Email us at quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. We said we were going to get better about that. We haven't, but, you know, it's, yeah. it's okay. It's a nice Quotes gesture. Quotes and die anecdotes. <laughs> exactly. If you care about it. If you, well. you know, if you feel like it. Um, um, our intro music and outro music you can find in our description box. Our intro music is Inspirational mm -hmm. Life. Our outro music is Blossoming Inspiration. You got it! You always it's the first time up. in 65 episodes yeah. I've gotten it right. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> um, our cover art is by the wonderful DinoBite on Instagram. That's D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E on Instagram. Um, uh, please uh, go check that out. 
go check them out because uh, my uh, my favorite artist did our art. Yeah, they're so, so cool. It's amazing. Yes. And rate, review, subscribe. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us, even though the format of the podcast has changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, even though we've slowly started unraveling. <laughs> Even though we're deteriorating. On that note. Anyways. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, (laughs) We hope you have a lovely March. And we will see you in April. Yes. See you in April. That's wild. It'll be spring by then. Actually spring. Bye, friends. (laughs) Bye, everyone. And cut.